Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the count. Just like a phoenix emerges from the ashes. Just like Mercury in retrograde. Just like a boomerang. We're back. <laughs> I thought we were still going. I was like, what am I going to come up with next? I just saved you. Thank you. What's really good with you folks? Hi. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Kervin. And my name is Megan. And we're here to put it deep inside your brain. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? Yeah. Nah, we're just gonna tickle you, tickle your uh, your gray matter, tickle your hippocampus. Yeah, what she said. How you doing, baby head? You know, I'm like a third of the way into a cup of coffee, trying to get half of the energy that you have. How are you mentally? How do you feel? Like in general, in life? Yeah. You got some thoughts? You got some shit you want to share? I got a lot of things. I got a lot of stuff going on. I was high as fuck last night, and I had like a trillion things I wanted to talk about. You should write them down, baby. I write some of them down sometimes. Why are you looking at me like that? Like I'm lying. Where? Where are these notes? There's a note app in my phone. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, you're such a liar. Why are you always lying? <laughs> Why are you blood clot crying? <laughs> What is the word? Bum- bumble? Bumbleclot. Bumbleclot. Uh, I learned that word when I was real young, and I haven't heard it in a long time till I saw that video. Your bumbleclot. <laughs> Why your bumbleclot lying? <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the Jamaican version of that, you need to find it. I want that shit to take off. I want to see a bachata version. Yes. I want to see a fucking merengue version. I want to see a fucking Middle Eastern version. I want to see a trap version. I want to see a sign language one. I want to see a dubstep version. I want I want that shit to take off. I want to see different varieties. We should ask everybody to film their own. But I want it to be organic. What does that even mean? I don't want anybody to know that I want to see a bachata oh, version. Okay. I just want it to happen. You like, just want it to happen. Because people, you know, felt the urge to do it. That's that's when it's better, you know. People do it because they want to do it. Maybe you should do a bachata version. I know, but then it, I don't know. It just feels like I'm trying hard. Maybe I should, right? Maybe you should. <laughs> You could do it. I don't know. It'll be hard to get that music. No, it wouldn't. Just get a regular song? Baby, you know how to mix music. You could get the din 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 and find it one to, to get you it. You can do it. I see the wheels yeah, turning. Yeah, I see yeah, the wheels turning. Yeah. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, Oh, yeah, I was just scrolling Tumblr, and I was on this nurse blog because I like to go on nurse blogs and be like, yeah. And um, I do that. This is, this. I'm sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. But just quickly, there's this blog called Clients from Hell. Yeah. People But they're stories. Yeah, yeah, that's how this is. There's a lot of gifs of, like, when you go into your patient's room and blah. But this one is um, talking about how... When people ask you in one form or another, why didn't you go to medical school? Don't you want to be a doctor? Or do you ever think about going back to school to be a doctor? Or, wow, you should be a doctor. You're smart enough to. There's so many versions of it that I've heard since I've been a nurse. It even happened yesterday. 
I had a patient I was discharging and we were talking, waiting for his ride. And I had a student working with me yesterday, which is always a weird experience. Being a relatively new nurse and having a student under you, you're like, I'm such a fraud. <laughs> like, why are you trying to learn from me? Anyway, but I had a male student and, uh, I guess he was only 20 years old. Holy shit. I don't know how anyone goes to nursing school straight out of high school. It's like, that's crazy talk. Why? Why is it crazy talk? Because you have to be so dedicated. It's so rigorous. I can't imagine. When I was 20 years old, you've heard about the things I was doing when I was 20 years old. No. There's no way. I went to nursing school when I was 28. I started like my prerequisites then. That's when like I had the the dedication and mental capacity to do it at yeah. 18 to go straight into pre-nursing. I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, I was talking to the guy. He said something like, I meant to ask your student, uh, you know, if he wanted to even take it further and go all the way to being a doctor. Why, why, why does it sound, why, why does it make it sound like you're just settling by being a nurse? Not only does it feel like they're settling, but I think some people have the misconception that it's like a, like an education track. Like, you go to nurse, and then if you go to more school, you go to be a doctor. Yeah. Like, it's the same path. Yeah, yeah. When it's two totally separate paths. Chloe, stop. Yeah, it's two totally different tracks, education-wise. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but you don't go to school to be a nurse first and then go to be a doctor. Yeah. And I can... Who, who's, who's asking this? Patients all the time. Oh, okay. I would say, so it's clearly someone who doesn't know. Chloe, go away. So let me, on behalf of nurses everywhere, I have never once met a nurse who wanted to be a doctor. And just settled for... for and either settled or was on their way to becoming a doctor. Let me also say that doctors are amazing. What they do is essential, and I couldn't do what they do. I don't want to do what they do. Uh, the practice of nursing and the practice of being a doctor is so much different Yes, we both take care of patients, but our day-to-day -day activities are so incredibly different. I went to school to become a nurse because I wanted to be a nurse. I never wanted to be a doctor. I'm not going to lie to you. I used to be guilty, or I'm still guilty. I think that a lot of people have a misconception about it, yeah. Well, specifically, like, male nurses. Right. And it, it sounds, I don't know what the word is. I don't know what the word is, but I, whenever I, I see a nurse who was male, I think to myself, why didn't you want to be a doctor? Did you know that almost every time I am in a room with a male nurse, the patient or family refers to them as doctor? The also, both of us will be in there doing the same things, and they will call the male nurse doctor. This is This is my thing, too. Like, why do you need to differentiate? Why do you need to say male? Like, does nurse imply female? Because no, it shouldn't. But because it's, this goes back to, or this, this, this resonates on a whole, um, I don't want to go on a rant about the patriarchy here, mm -hmm. but it goes back to how female, quote unquote, jobs are devalued. Mm-hmm. So a female nursing is one of the few female dominated professions professions and as such society perceives it as being less than 
So they, if it was a male dominated profession, it would be highly, in my opinion, would be highly respected. People would understand the technical, uh, you know, aspects of it, the educational aspects of it, how much we do in a day. It, w- it would just be respected more and it would probably pay more. I mean, I live in an area which is one of the few areas that you can make a really good living at nursing. Mm-hmm. I think that everywhere in the country should get paid as much as we get paid here. There are places that they make half of what I make in an hour. No, and, we're and, talking and about that is insanity to me. Yeah. We're talking about possibly moving. We're looking at Nashville. Or we're yeah. Doing, and you were like, oh, I wouldn't make any money there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that there, there are some that are comparable, maybe, but I would most, I would definitely take a pay cut. Now, do you think when the male nurses get confused for doctors, are they embarrassed or like, would you say? It depends on the nurse. I've seen nurses ignore it. They just let the patient call them doctor, whatever. mm -hmm. Um, The ones that I think that I respect more and who I think are better nurses always correct them. Mm -hmm. You know, and and sometimes I have to correct them because I'll come in after them and they'll be like, oh, the doctor who just left told me this. And I'll have to say, that was a nurse. And I'm your nurse, you know, and this is what's going on. <laughs> do do the guys call themselves male nurses among themselves? Or they everybody just refers to nurse, like, just, just nurse. nurse? No. We don't we don't ever say male nurse. Okay, good. Because I, I feel stupid as I say male nurse. No, don't feel stupid because I, I think anyone outside of nursing says that they make that distinction. But within within the profession, no one ever. I mean, I've never heard anybody be like that male nurse. Do you do you ever assume a gender based on? Like in other aspects of life, mm-hmm. for instance, I'm guilty of whenever I'm driving, the person in front of me is always male. I always think, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's always, what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? And when I get there, it might be a woman. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, or if somebody tells me a story about their teacher, you know, my teacher did this. I always assume it's a woman. woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that we all have that, we all have that, uh, you know, stereotype in our head of what profession you know, certain professions are gendered, and even though they have become more diverse, they still have kind of that connotation of being a certain gender. Every once in a while, while I'm at work, uh, some of the students will like walk up to me and ask me if I like my job. But they they walk to me with such pity in their eyes. Aww. Like you're the janitor. Do you like your job? Poor janitor. Clean. <laughs> That's sad. And, and then, and then, is it really hard to lie to them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you can't be like, "Fuck no, I hate this job." Exactly, you little shit. I, I don't, I don't. I tell them it's awesome. Oh yeah, this oh, that. You're so sweet. Yeah, I mean, they don't need to hear that I hate my job, and I don't hate my job because I'm a custodian. Right. I hate my job because I hate work. <laughs> yeah, it's as simple as that. But I'm not gonna tell them that. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, nobody's here. I get to clean everything. Everything is nice and clean. I throw out the garbage. Everything is awesome. And they always look confused, like, you're cleaning everything. My mom cleans on the weekend. I go outside and have fun. Yeah, people uh, people definitely have a um, some kind of prejudice or judgment with being a janitor. Mm-hmm. Because anytime I tell anybody, because yeah. people always ask me, what, yeah, what does your, your husband, husband do? do? Yeah. They usually ask me, 
first is your husband also a nurse? Because mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, my husband works nights because mm-hmm. you do. And they'll be like, oh, is he also a nurse? And I'll say, no. I always say custodian. Cause that's, that's the right word. The right word. Yeah, because janitor is. Janitor definitely has connotations of like not being as high as a custodian. Yeah. It's just the proper term, you know? Yeah. So I say, you know, he's strippers, a... Strippers want to be called dancers. <laughs> Can I confess something? Tell me. I used to always... Lie? No, not lie. I used to always um, start with graphic designer mm-hmm. and then follow up with custodian. No. Nah. Because I felt like people judged you. No. Nah. And then I was like, fuck that. What do I care what people think? I'm like, I'm proud of my husband, you know? So that's your main job. So I start now with custodian. And then I'll add the graphic design afterwards. I'll be like, and he also has a a freelance graphic design business from home. Yeah. And I see, I see the change. Yeah. Like, oh, he's got potential. Yeah. You didn't marry a loser. (laughs) (laughs) They give me this, uh, like a redeeming look, like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and people never really know how to react because they have this... I don't think people realize how much money you make either. Yeah. People don't have any idea that you make really... It's it's like garbage men. They yeah. make hella money. Sanitation. There is nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. We make money. We make more money than some of the teachers. I know. You know, depending on, on how long they've been working there. Exactly. They got their master's and yeah. And some of us are smarter than the teachers. I would agree. I have to say that. I mean, I know I know a lot of teachers are smart and shit, but I've met some teachers who, when I watch them I and I see them one. do their thing, people always ask me about about you. Yeah. So so what does your wife do? And you know, I tell them, oh, she's a nurse. Oh, you know, they light up like, <laughs> okay. Or or here's this is my favorite one. They ask me where you're from, right? Like like. You know, they start asking personal questions about, oh, so, because, you know, somehow we'll get to the point that I, I'm not originally from right. California. I'm like, oh, what did you move here for? I'm like, oh, you know, I met my wife on the internet. Oh, and, you know, and then after a couple of questions, they'll say, so, so where's your, where's your wife from? And, um, I think they always assume that I, I married some non English speaking, you know, I don't know. When I tell them that it's a white girl from Oregon, they look at me like you did. You did good, son. <laughs> you did good. You know, and and I always keep that in in, in, uh, in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah, like an ace. Yeah. They're like, so, so, where's your wife from? What's your wife's name? You know, and you know, I hit them with Megan, and they're like, man, where's she from? I'm like, she's from right here, right here in this lovely little town that you motherfuckers love. She's originally from Oregon, and they're all like, oh, and you guys met what? And suddenly they look at me different, like, you pulled a educated, beautiful white girl. You, you're something, huh? You're, you're something, Kervin. I'm like, yeah, I'm something. You thought I was nothing because I'm picking up garbage? Is that what you thought? <laughs> you know? But I think it's hilarious. How I could see that it in their eyes. It is interesting. It is. It's really interesting. And I, I've become more aware of the way that I present information to people depending on who I'm talking to. What do you mean? For example, we recently this year moved from a city that was, you know, pretty crime-ridden, you Mm -hmm. know, lower income, you know, difficult city to Mm -hmm. live in, bad reputation. We moved to a very quiet, more, I guess, what would you say, upscale Mm -hmm. town that's 
pretentious and full of itself? Yes, that. <laughs> and around the area, people know those two no. towns because they're right next to each other. They have prejudices about each. It's like know? Pawnee and... Eagle, yes, yes. What's that other town? Eagleton. Eagleton, yeah. That is that, that is, is very exactly similar what is. to what it's like. Yeah. So I used to, when I would have uh, people that I knew were from the town that we were from, I used to say it with pride because I felt like they knew they could trust me, mm-hmm. especially people of color, mm-hmm. because when I come in with all my, you know, nursey. Oregon nursey, you know, smiley white girl, sometimes people, I feel like, don't trust me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, really. Like, no, I, I got you. You know what I mean? It's like, like, it's like, yo, check this out. We live in the same town. They're like, oh. Yeah, so then they, they, they have this idea of me, okay. Maybe she's got a little edge to her. Yeah, if she if she she can she can hang with us exactly. And then once we start talking more, they realize you know we have more in common than they thought. On the flip side, when we moved here, now I don't offer that information to those same mm-hmm, patient, patient populations because I feel like they would distrust me more. Yeah. Sometimes I'll say, well, we just moved from here to here, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, that's nice, you know? And they still know in the background that I lived there. Yeah. So you I got moved like, just, on a, up. just a little bit of street cred. Yeah, yeah. And then, again, on the flip side, uh, people in positions of power at my work, uh, I was having a conversation on the phone with um, – she's, she's one of the higher-ups about this conference that I'm going to – and she asked me where I is live. This, is this the conference where you're going to sleep with Dulcetree? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, it is. That would be the one. Okay. We're going to French kiss all over the internet. And um, she asked me where I was from because she was trying to figure out where to get my airfare. And when I told her, she goes, oh, I heard it in her voice. She got so excited. She's like, I'm from there too. Oh, wow. And And ever since then... She she almost treats me more special. She respects me more. She she picks me out of a crowd more. You know. Is she, is she from the neighborhood? Yeah, she lives here. Now, do you think do you think it's because of pride? Like she's happy that you guys are from the same place, or no. is it what? I think that she thinks that there's a different type of people who live here, mm-hmm. and I fall into that type. Yeah. And I feel like if I would have told her that I lived in the other place. If I would have told her I lived in Pawnee, yeah. she would have had a different reaction. She wouldn't have maybe shown it, yeah. but in the back of her head, she'd be like, mm. See, I'm constantly being asked as well, like, oh, where, where, where did you move to? Where do you live? You know, and um, same thing. You know, yeah. I would tell people I'm from here, depending on who I was talking to, yep. and I could see their, their, their reaction. Like, I would say, oh, I'm from over here. And they're like, oh, all right, you, 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 you cool, you cool. But I could also see when I'm like, oh, we just moved over here. And they're like, oh. I'm much more aware of it now. And I can't decide how I feel about that. Do I feel a little guilty that I play into those stereotypes? Or is this just part of navigating life? How you decide to reveal reveal information to people? No. Am I perpetuating those stereotypes that that's a bad neighborhood and this is a good one by building it up to people who I think are, you know, in positions of power or referring to it when people are not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I do. Like, am I making the problem worse by 
differentiating. And that's why I stopped doing – that's part of why I stopped doing the thing with your profession because there's nothing wrong with being a janitor or a custodian. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to think that there is. No. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm ashamed of it. No. I find it amazing that little kids, when they ask me, mm-hmm. like even at their age – How do they know that already? Yeah. How do they know blue collar versus white collar? Exactly. Because I'm sure on the weekends they see their mom and their parents cleaning up the house, you know? But maybe not. Maybe here they're used to having help. Ah, you got it. Yeah. They probably have either a nanny or... Housemaid. Definitely a gardener. Like... Just... All right. All right. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. If they've seen that type of, you know, someone comes in and cleans their and we, dirt. Yeah. We paid them to clean their dirt. Yeah. The, it's an undesirable job because it's something we don't do ourselves. See, that's that's horrible. I know. Cause see, because where I grew up, we clean our own shit. That's right. <laughs> you know, the weekends, you know, we all had something to do. My mom was scrubbing the shit out of the tubs. Yeah. You know, my father was doing something. My mom, my sister was doing something. You know, we yeah. all doing something. That's what we did. Nobody came in and cleaned our shit. Ours either. Even though, you know, like I said, I, I grew up in a, in a, what I would consider a pretty privileged lifestyle. We never had a gardener. We never had a maid. We never had a nanny. We never had any of that stuff. I was, I was really good friends with my math teacher in mm-hmm. high school. I remember. And I mean, I wasn't there. But. I know. But you remember the story. <laughs> <laughs> and after we graduated high school, we'd really <laughs> hang out more. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, I remember I called him just to uh, just to just to coordinate plans for the next time we would hang out. And we were just talking about whatever. And he says to me, he says, he says, I always feel guilty when my cleaning lady comes, so I always like clean up before she gets here. I think that that's really common. And I remember thinking to myself, maybe you got a cleaning lady. <laughs> You, you, it, it was just him and his dog. <clears throat> he lived in a co-op somewhere in Queens. What was that? I'm like, I can't believe you got a cleaning lady. <laughs> but, uh, and, and one time when he found out that I, that I was custodian, he was asking me how I like my job. This is when I first started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was telling him, oh, yeah. He's like, what, what, what do you guys do in the summertime? Like, when the kids aren't there, like, yeah, are you free? we do everything. I was like, that's when we clean everything. And I was telling him all the, all the, uh. All the things that we do, all the cleaning supplies that we have. And he started telling me that his windows are really fucking dirty and that he would pay me to clean his windows. And uh, looking back now, I'm thinking to myself, nigga, why didn't you clean your own fucking windows? <laughs> but then I was like, yeah, I'll fucking clean your windows. He gave me like $100 to clean his windows on outside and the inside. I had this thing. It was easy as fuck. But still, like, I'd never have somebody clean my windows. I clean my own fucking windows. Yeah. I, I went from Brooklyn to Queens with a gallon of fucking window cleaner. I cleaned his windows with newspaper. He gave you a hundred bucks? Yeah. Nice. We were there with some other friends. and Yeah, but I just thought that was... I, I enjoyed it. I took the money, but I, I still thought it was weird. Like, yeah. I, I went to this guy's house to clean his yeah, windows. Do it. Yeah, use vinegar and fucking newspaper. You nope, can do that. People don't know that. People people need to start stop sliding. I didn't know that. You didn't know that till just now? Yeah. You didn't know that vinegar can clean glass and mirrors? Not with newspaper. And newspaper, that's the no. best one. No, I did not know that. I'm telling you, that's what happens when you grow up poor. You okay. find out how to do things by yourself. Good deal. I have a question. Yeah. How old were you when you met him? I want to say 16 or 17. And I hated him. My first impression of him, really? I disliked him so much. Looking back, so you, you grew up in a, a really hard neighborhood and... You know, uh, a lot of people living in poverty and drugs and gangs and all that shit. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that he steered you 
a whole lot. And made you believe in yourself enough to, you know, want to do more with your life. That do, do you? It, I guess what I'm asking is, do you feel like you could have slipped slightly into a different lifestyle had he not been in your life? No, because I already had a. You, you already know, knew. Yeah, you were already on a good. I already. Track. Yeah, I was already on on path. You know, but he did like uh, reinforce. You know that that that. I can go further. That I I can go, I can become the custodian that I want to be. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was a, uh, you know, I I remember uh, in high he school. He helped you believe in yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know, because because he 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 was an adult that didn't talk to us like students. Right. You know, when after hours we we all be in his class. I mean, in his office, he had his own little office. A lot of the students would hang out with him. You know, because he was cool. Him and there was an art teacher who was really cool, and a math another math teacher that was really cool. But um, I remember he encouraging me to join the math team, mm-hmm. right? He kept saying, we need you on the math team, Kervin. We need you on the math team. And I remember laughing at him and telling him that it was social suicide. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's what geeks do. I'm not going to join the, I'm not going to join the math team. <laughs> and he's like, we need, I was like, why do you need me? He's like, because guys will see you join the team and they think it's cool. I'm like. That's awesome. Yeah. They thought of you as a leader. He also thought of me as a class. I constantly disrupted his class. <laughs> constantly. Any opportunity I, I had, I would make jokes in his class. I'd raise my hand and say the dumbest things that had nothing to do with whatever he was teaching, just to interject some life into this fucking math class. But uh, I finally joined the math team. I, first, I asked him, I'm like, what, what, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Because I don't want any responsibilities. No, I never wanted any extracurricular anything. I wanted to go to school and then come home. You have no wrinkles on your forehead. You sound, you sound like you're, you look like you're in love. I am. You look like the bitches that Botox their foreheads so they don't have lines. Yeah. But you can move your eyebrows. I move them constantly. Look at the wrinkles. Look. Wow. Yeah, it's it's all that. Yeah, I have them whether I. Because, I mean, you know. I have creases. That's all right, though, love. I know. I'm just saying. you got a nice forehead. I'm sorry. Go it's ahead. okay. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I, got distracted by <laughs> your, I got distracted by your porcelain forehead. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. You're talking about the math team. You know, it makes me sad sometimes because I think that if he were still alive, you would still be in touch with him. Oh, of course. But, I mean, why, why, was, why does that make you sad? Because it's sad that he died. He went to a party on a... Uh... It was like some Labor Day party at a club somewhere. He was on his way to to the bathroom, fell down the stairs. It was slippery. There was some low lighting, slippery. Took the oh, wrong. I thought it was step. at his ap- apartment. No, it was at a club. Oh wow! And just fell all the way the whole flight of stairs. He was in a coma. Lungs collapsed. His sister, who I've never met or ever heard of, came from like another state to visit him, and and she pulled the plug, and. That was it. So sad. It was, it was like, when you think about that. That's again, one of those, and I, I see this kind of shit happen in the hospital all the time. It, it's true what they say when it makes you realize how fragile life is yeah. and how much you got to, you know, take life by the bowls. Every once in a while, I feel guilty because he died at the end of uh, September mm-hmm. and Willie's birthday is October 1st. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to his funeral, we went clubbing. <laughs> You were you were honoring him at the club. <laughs> I do. Look at the shit they get to wear, baby. You, you do what? Yeah, I want to wear baby clothes. 
Why? Why do you want to wear baby clothes? Look, they get to wear leggings. They don't get to wear. They are forced to wear. Their pretentious parents dress them that way. What else do they want to wear? Babies don't give a shit about clothes. They, as a matter of fact, they want to be naked. They're constantly. I sound like a like a pedophile. <laughs> There's nothing funny about pedophilia, but that was funny. But um, yeah, babies don't care about what they what they're wearing. They don't care about the latest okay. style. But what I'm saying is, if your baby boy is wearing faux leather leggings, right, you're probably an asshole. Yeah, there's something weird about dressing little humans. Yeah, man, you look at all my baby pictures. I'm running around shirtless with exactly. diapers. We all were. Like, you couldn't differentiate the boys from the girls. We were all shirtless with, with, with diapers. And but look at these little sweatpants. I could fuck with those. Drawstrings and everything. Yeah. Put me in a baby onesie. <laughs> Put me in... Where would you wear that? If, if it was socially accepted, I'd wear it everywhere. What can you do now that's comparable to that? Well, I wear leggings as much as possible. Okay. They just have they just have cozy fabrics and clever little. I want to wear something that says "Are you kidding me?" Right, meow. They probably have it for adults. Should he carry me in a baby bjorn? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my vaginal flora. <laughs> It's like off right now. What do you mean by off? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't smell bad, but like I can smell myself, which I can't usually. What does it smell like? It smells like pussy, <laughs> but not like like I got out of the shower, fresh out of the shower, scrubbed, you know, my whole routine. Yeah. And I was like, it still smells like pussy right now. Yeah. And so I like felt it and I brought it and like smelled it on my finger and it smelled like, like freshly fucked pussy, <laughs> like sweaty, <laughs> freshly fucked pussy. Yeah. Like, like the floor is disturbed. you know if it's like, like there's some bacteria that I can't get rid of. <laughs> When you say that it smells like bad pussy. Not bad. I don't want to, like, I've smelled, I mean. <laughs> you you know what a bad smell, you know what you smell like when it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, there haven't been that many times in my life, but yeah. there have been times, like, you know, after a bad, hard workout, you know, you hadn't showered yet, and you're like, whoa, it smells like B.O. pussy. But this is like. It's just like this ripe smell, <laughs> and not in a good way. I don't know what's going on. So today, I, I lathered it up with some coconut oil. Okay. Because it, it's got like antimicrobial properties. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, no coconut oil. And then oil I just walked shit. around with no underwear on because I'm like. Because I was at work, right? Because I was at fucking work. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve. Well, because you know you gotta let that shit breathe. You gotta son. let air out. <laughs> you know I usually wear cotton underwear, but sometimes you need to let it breathe to the world. Yeah. I agree. I don't want a fucking yeast infection. You know, I, I, in my experience, not in my experience, that's a stupid way to start this. <laughs> From my point of view, 
I think grown women don't don't have smelly pussy. I think bad pussy is a, a, a teenage girl problem. How many teenage girls' pussies have you smelled? <laughs> and how many old woman pussies have you smelled? Well, anyone young or old can get bacteria of course, but, that but, but, doesn't agree with them. But women, women, you know, take care of themselves. Younger girls don't take care of themselves as well as, you know, the way you shower now is probably not how you were showering when you were fourteen. I don't think that's true. I think that's very true. Not in like vaginal terms. In what terms? Like I might do different like scrubs and body stuff, but the vagina is a de- delicate area. Like you're not supposed to use a bunch of different soaps, and you're supposed to kind of leave it alone. It's its own ecosystem. <laughs> you let it do its thing. You know, it's self- you try not to disturb. Yeah, self cleaning. Self, what is it? Self, self sufficient. Self- yeah. Self reliant. Exactly. It's an ecosystem. Well, when I think of bad pussy, when I think of smelly pussy, I think of little girls. <laughs> I- that sounds so dirty, baby. What, what I'm trying to say is, when I was a boy, and little girls were around me because they were my peers, I always noticed a pussy smell. <laughs> You know, like when I'm around women, now that, that I'm an adult, I never smell bad pussy unless my nose is up to there. And not even bad pussy. Like I can't even smell pussy in the air. When I was younger, I constantly smelled pussy when women were around. Really? Yeah. I've never experienced yeah. that. Yeah. No. The girls walk around with skirts. You could smell the pussy all day. Maybe that's like a male thing because I have a really good sense of smell and I I'm never... I'm still a man, baby, and I don't smell pussy. <laughs> no, I'm saying like when I was younger, I never smelled that. Okay. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. I had an uncle... He knew when you were when you had, when you were on your period. That I feel like that sometimes. I feel like sometimes I can smell it. Yeah. And I wonder if other people can smell. it. <laughs> I feel like that about my feet. I'm, I've all never my life. smelled your feet. Yeah, thank God. I'm that's all I. You. That's all I ever fear. I'm like my feet smell bad right now. I, I just worry about my vagina smelling. I never smell your vagina. Never. Never. It's never smelled bad. Ever. That's good. You damn right. That's fucking good. That's you smell it right now. Should I? I don't know. Do you think I can handle it? I mean, I'm telling you, it's not like horrible. Let me see. You want me to rate it? I mean, you want a free? Yeah. yeah it's like, you just made a face. Wait a minute. You just made a face. What the fuck? I mean, it's, it's not. It's not gonna make you throw up. Well, why you made that face? Oh my God! Relax. Just smell my finger. <gasps> I don't smell anything bad, baby. My nose got fucked up though. It's October. It just doesn't smell. It doesn't smell bad. It doesn't smell bad at all. Really? Yeah, it smells like pussy. That's what I'm saying. But my, not my not pussy doesn't usually smell like pussy. What does it smell like? It just smells like skin. Yeah, I got trippy with you, but it smells like skin that's from your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only woman who who I'm sure that Oh, you're not, you're not, you're not. I because mean, wait, I'm I knew sure a friend that there are other women who are like Yeah, I have a friend who <laughs> 
she wrote a post on MySpace. This is when MySpace was popping. She's like, I don't know what I can do to get my pussy to stop smelling. This was you her need to status. Leave it alone. Huh? You gotta leave it alone. Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, I, maybe put a little coconut oil filter like I did. You know it's serious when you're asking the MySpace community. <laughs> you know what they have now that I find intriguing on Etsy? They have these things called vaginal steams. What the fuck they're is like that? they're like tea bags, <gasps> you know, that you steep and you you steam your vagina. And what what do the bags consist of? Like what what are? I didn't look that close mint, into it. Mint and. But I also know I've heard that. Uh, no, I'm, t- I'm. You know my. It's a bag of potpourri. <laughs> it is pretty much. You know my friend who's like all earthy. Yeah. Lives uh-huh. in the TP. She posted on Facebook about. Like a while ago, these vaginal suppository things that were supposed to be good for the ecosystem in there. I don't know. I think I'd, if I just leave it alone for a few days, try not to touch it. Don't, 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 don't make eye contact. <laughs> don't, don't make direct eye contact. And just let it breathe. Let it, let it be. Let it be. You'll be all right, baby. Well, I'm glad you think it doesn't smell. Man, you made a face, so you scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> when I smell it, it I was different to me. I was fearing the worst. I swear to God. I was like, if my mom is, she's going to hate me. <laughs> baby, I would never subject you to that. Like, I'm not going to put it all up in your face if it smells like fucking our dog's breath. I, I, I do the same thing. I let you know I got DDS. What's mine called? Uh, DPS. It's not dirty, though. It's clean. I'm sorry. All right. SPS. Stinky. <laughs> Stinky pussy syndrome. <laughs> it's, it's like straight out of those commercials from the 80s when the mom's sitting with the daughter and she's like, is there ever a time you feel not so fresh? <laughs> they used to give this commercial? That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like not so fresh. One of those Summer's Eve commercials. But you shouldn't douche. That's bad for your vagina. Okay. Just, just FYI. I know. I know. You, you, sweet guy, you telling me like... <laughs> I can't believe they still sell that. It's not good for you. I mean, they sell fucking cigarettes, so... I'm not surprised. <laughs> like... <laughs> this episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by... You. Why you? Because you're fucking amazing. I'm sure there are times where you're feeling down, you're feeling tired, you're exhausted with everything. You can't get anything right. You feel like a failure. You're constantly feeling sadness. You're not at the place where you want to be. The thing is, you're awesome and you forgot you were awesome because life makes you forget. Life blinds you. You lose your way when you're constantly paying attention to other things. Somewhere in the in the mad rush to do all the things that you're supposed to do, you lost sight of who you really were. Trying to do great in school, trying to impress your boss at work, trying to keep up with your friends, trying to make your family happy. All that shit is fucking noise. You gotta be selfish for a while. You have to think about yourself, look out for yourself, take care of yourself. 
And you have to remind yourself that you're awesome because you are awesome. Regardless of how much money you have, how many times a day your phone rings, how your coworkers feel about you, you are awesome. Now back to our show. Forgive me, Father. Forgive I never sin. told anyone this before. Dear it has been 16 days since my last confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. What are we doing first? Confessions. Confessions. I don't have a very good one, but I thought of it the other day when I was in Atlanta. You can tell me if it's good or not. No. Hi. <laughs> it sounds really stupid now. But um, I only use the toilet seat covers in public bathrooms if there's someone else in the bathroom. <laughs> because I feel like they'll judge me if I don't. How will they know if you're using one or not? Because you can hear it when you pull it off. When you go into the bathroom. Oh. Oh. But if I'm alone, I don't give a shit. Like, what's gonna, what's really gonna happen? I heard someone got herpes once. That's a fucking... Urban legend? It, maybe they were, like, clit-riding the, the toilet. <laughs> like, They're like, oh... How much of your fucking body is touching the toilet seat if you got herpes? I got a similar confession. Okay. I only wash my hands if there's someone else in the bathroom. No. No, that's not true. I was I was thinking that that might be what you were going to say, but Sometimes, I know that's not true. I wash my hands. I'm vigilant about that shit because I, I, I touch dirty shit all the time. But sometimes, you know, I just took a piss and I'm in a rush. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't need to wash my hands. I'm not about to go deal with food. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on with the rest of my day. I think that's acceptable. Yeah, so a little bit of pee on my fingers is not going to harm anybody. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, I would. I'm on the edge of us. So we made an email address. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Tumblr ain't... No, we just want to open it up, no. you know. Uh, it is curvinandmegan at gmail.com. K-E-R-V-I-N-A-N-D-M-E-G-A-N. Sound like we said Andy. Send your questions, confessions, fantasies, fan fiction... I tried to think of good ones. Recipes, stain removal tips. Uh, fuck, you got to good. <laughs> you can send them either to curvedandmegan at gmail.com or joinaccounts.tumblr.com. And let us know everything that's going on in your mind because we're nosy and we need it. Or else we have any content for this portion right here. And tell us if you want to be anonymous or not, because otherwise we're going to shout you out. Or, or give a fake name, and we'll shout that fake name out real. We'll yell or it. Or ask anonymously. <laughs> yeah, you can do that, too. <laughs> this question yeah. comes from Christy Nibbles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She cute. She cute. Hey, guys. I'm always excited to see another episode from you, too. I love that you're both relatable and, of course, funny. My favorite thing, though, is the fact that you're loving and sweet to one another. Yay! <laughs> it makes my heart happy to listen to the inflections in your voices. That's such a I sweet compliment. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you both. When you're not together, is there a particular smell, sight, or sound that gives you that swelling in the chest, longing to be beside your partner at that moment? Uh, smell, sight, or sound... I can't honestly say that there is, that there are. 
Mm -hmm. There are memories, though. Yeah, I think more than anything, it would be a like a song. Oh yeah, definitely songs. Songs definitely do it. Is that one of the things? Well, sound. Sound, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume you know, like car horn isn't what she meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I hear a baby cry, I'm like Megan. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, not not really, not really. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes I just think of something. I remember something, yeah. and I start to laugh. Like, you with this fucking hat right now. <laughs> or when you see pictures of me in your phone with yeah. the fucking mom hat on. Yeah. Um, When I got back from Atlanta, oh, yeah, and yeah. I hugged you, you had a, a smell that I missed. Yeah, that 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 stench that uh, that no 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 sweaty balls no, swamp ass just the way you smell you're like, I oh. like it you're like hey this nigga smells like a man okay yeah I wish I had a better answer for that that's that's good enough we ain't lying we you know we like that's the like truth. nah I don't think about you ever <laughs> <laughs> all right Krista's back for now oh yeah. Hello, Krista. Happy to see you back. Happy to see you back for now. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this? They say that you have to love and be happy with yourself before you can enter into a forever relationship. What do you think that means? How do you think someone could go about getting to that place? That's a great question. That is. Do you want to answer? Or do you want me to answer? I think I think what it means is when 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 you love yourself when you're secure with yourself, it makes dealing with other people so much easier. And not just in relationships. Just, yeah, just in life. Just, yeah. When when you know who you are and you accept who you are and you're okay with your your limitations, you're okay with uh, what you bring to the table, then then dealing with other people is a piece of cake. Um, and I think the best way that you can, you can get to that point is just accept who you are. Yeah. And accept that everyone else in one way or another like like i like to think that the playing field is even because we're all insecure about something right we're all lacking something but we're all awesome at something right and i also don't think it means that you have to love and be happy with yourself 100 percent of the time because nobody is no not, not at all and i guess i look at it this way i'm a lot of times not happy with myself and you know go through periods where I don't love myself but being in a relationship makes me stronger in it and it makes me love myself more so I think that being in a rela relationship can help you improve upon yourself but you already have to be on that path of self-improvement yeah does that make sense I think it does. I said it like really wordy but what I meant was just based on my own experiences, I got to a point where my standards went up mm -hmm. when I finally realized that what I wanted and what I felt like I needed in life was more than I was accepting at the time. See, I've always felt there are a lot of things about myself that I don't like, right? But I don't concentrate on those things. Right. And when you do, it's in, in the sense of trying to improve certain things exactly i'm constantly yeah. trying to improve uh, things that i can improve about myself right. it's like when you're out in public and you realize that your fly is down and you're like oh my fucking zipper was open the whole time fuck i'm such a fucking you know it's like big deal yeah your zippers everybody's zippers is down you know like 
it happened, acknowledge it, move on. You know, it's part of like acknowledging parts about yourself that you may not like, but you got to understand that everybody's dealing with that. So don't beat yourself up because of uh, shortcomings, so to speak. Right. And I think that more than anything, I think a better way of framing it is you have to be honest with yourself and others before you can find deep love and happiness. Yeah. Because you can be the most secure person in the world, but if you don't present your authentic self to somebody and let them see the good, bad, and the ugly, you won't be able to build that. You won't be able to build that stable base because you're so worried about what they're going to think about you Mm -hmm. in order to make it long term with somebody forever for 40, 50 years, maybe you got to let go of part of the ego and let them see who you are. I think the best way to love yourself is just know this is who you are. You're a fucking mess. Yeah. Not you specifically, Krista. Krista. I'm talking about everyone. (laughs) I'm a fucking mess. But I present that mess lovingly. I'm like, this is me. This is well, who I and, am. And that's that's what I meant about you don't have to be that way 100% of the time. You know, my freaking clinical depression didn't go away one day mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I fell in love. You know, it was like I still have the baggage that I had. You know, I still had all of this stuff. But I shared that with somebody else. I let them see those parts of me. And in doing so, it made them less powerful, Mm -hmm. I would say. Allowing yourself to feel whatever you're feeling and sharing that with another person. We just made that way more complicated. I don't think we did. I think think we can continue to elaborate. As a matter of fact, find things about yourself that you don't like and learn to like that. Learn to love that part of you because essentially... It's who you are. Yeah. And once once you can accept the uh, the ugly parts of you, the parts that you don't like, for me, I feel the way that it's easy for me to do it is by understanding that everyone else has those parts as well. There's nobody who's perfect. Well, and by by uh, you'd be really surprised how much um, putting kindness and love out to your world brings that back to you. I know that that sounds kind of cliche, but. Mm-hmm. You know, the the best way I feel like to love and appreciate yourself is to also love and appreciate people around you, mm-hmm. strangers, people you know. Forgive people for their shortcomings because we all have them. You know, try not to be so quick to judge. Appreciate, you know, have gratitude and, and try and, you know, interact with your environment with love. And you'll find that that comes back to you. In short, just know that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Not you again, Krista, not <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> but know that we're all pieces of shit. And once you accept that about yourself, you can just move on. It's like, yeah, I've got flaws, but I love myself. See, I think it's funny because I look at it the other way. Nah. I look at it as we're all... Beautiful. Beautiful, and we're all love, and <laughs> so is everybody else. And, you know, al- allow each other to experience that. I think it's harder and braver to be kind. Oh, it definitely than it is. is to be guarded and mean. I tried doing that one time. I tried being like kind to people that I don't like. Yes. It's really, really, it's really hard. Really hard. Yeah. I feel like it's being fake though. No, but that's part of being in the moment and, and digging for that empathy. I use different tools for it because I, I run into that a lot at work, especially when people are being unkind to me. Yeah. 
one way for me is um, imagine them as a little kid. Yeah, I do that all the time. And imagine them growing up just briefly, really quick in your head. Get some weird, you know, quick picture of them in your head growing up and think this person has seen pain. This person has seen love. This person has seen all of the things in life that I've probably seen. You know, I don't know their story. And whatever they're acting out of right now has so much more to do with them than it does you. The other way that I look at it is imagine that all of the things that they're saying to you, they're saying into a mirror. Yes. Because they kind of are. <laughs> how we treat people is so much more of a direct reflection, like I said, of how we feel about ourselves. So love yourself. And love everybody else. Yeah. Let's, let's all just be happy. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. <laughs> like in, in social circumstances, for instance, the pep talk that I give myself, you know, like when you like I've been to a couple of like tweet ups. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where you're meeting people for the first time that, that you know, you followed on the internet for so long. And in that moment where you're entering the, the, the premises, you know, and everybody's already been there for about an mm-hmm. hour. Everybody's <laughs> already talking. Everybody's already there. And you feel awkward as you walk in and everybody looks at you. And in those moments, I, I like to tell myself that no one's really looking at me. We're all nervous here. Yeah. We're all we're all thinking the feeling the exact same way, feeling yeah. awkward, feeling a little bit out of place. Once you realize that everyone is we're feeling all in the same boat. Yeah. Again, the the playing field is leveled. That's why I feel like no one can come up to me and outdo me, mm-hmm. like make me feel uncomfortable cuz I feel like you ain't fooling me. Yeah. Man, we went way off topic. Yeah. But, you know, I think that it's a it's a complicated question. Nah. I think it's an unhealthy message to send to people to say you have to love yourself, you have to be uh, perfect as yourself before you can find love. I think that that's kind of horseshit. I think that that's misleading. I, I think I think for the, people who are sad and have issues with themselves. I think the message is I I I love that term. I know people hate it. You gotta love yourself, but I think it's absolutely true. I think over the years, hearing it say said said so many times takes away from what they're actually saying. Right. Because essentially, you do have to be okay with who you are. Right. Before you can be in a relationship. I mean, you can be in a relationship at any point in your life, regardless sure. of how you feel. But I mean, you'll have much more success if you are happy with who you are. If you are okay with who you are, and being okay with who you are sometimes means. I think always means enjoying every part of yourself, even the part of yourself that that you, you, you're you not proud of, the part of yourself that you feel is ugly, the part of yourself that you're embarrassed about. You know, just hug that part yeah. and know that you're not a mutant because you have those parts. Yeah. Because we all have those parts. Yeah. High five. We have one more. Bring it. Anonymous asked, how long do you guys see yourselves doing this? I want a new episode a week for the rest of your lives. <laughs> Thank you, Anonymous. Yeah. Um, I mean, until it's not fun anymore. You I have s- like a timeline? You're I don't a planner. have a timeline. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, no, I don't have a timeline. I, I, I go back and forth between two, two feelings. All the time. One of the feelings is... One of the feelings... That sounds like bad English. One of the feelings is... Sometimes I feel. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> damn, you're good. You're, you're good. You're good. You're fucking good. Sometimes I feel like I want to do this every week for as long as I live. Yeah, me too. But sometimes I feel like, whatever, we'll record whenever we'll record. It's there. We'll keep it archived. We'll listen to it, you know, from time to time. 
And, you know, there's no rush. There's nobody expecting us. You know, we're not getting paid to do this. We're just doing this for fun. Yeah. And, and it's there. I go back and forth between that. Me too. I'm the same way. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Peace. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did it. Who did it? Me? Everybody. Everybody. You bitches. made it through. I'm so proud of you. You made it through another episode of our nonsense. You get lollipops. <laughs> we want to thank everyone once again. You know the deal. Yeah, we love you. And and you love us, apparently. Hopefully. Or you could just hate listen to us. We don't care as long as you listen. Yeah. You, you could you could you could hate review us too. <laughs> You can hate five star reviewers. Hell yeah, like ironically, like like just passive aggressively. <laughs> yeah, oh I love these guys so much. Yeah. Quote unquote. I roll. <laughs> we'll catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. You guys stay black. Yeah. will conclude this evening's entertainment.